Hey there, everyone. I'm Brian Peters, and this is The Science of Social Media, a podcast by Buffer, your weekly sandbox for social media stories, insights, experimentation, and learning. Welcome to episode number 129. I'm Haley Griffiths, and this week we're covering all of the biggest updates and things you need to know in social media for the coming weeks, starting with the most in-demand skills of 2019 according to LinkedIn, why we're bullish on YouTube advertising, a huge guide on Facebook engagement, and lots more. I have to admit, I'm pretty excited for this one, Haley. It's been a while since we've done one of these news types of episodes, and this one in particular is packed with a ton of information in just about 15 minutes. So let's get right into it. Cloud computing. That is the single most in-demand skill for 2019, according to LinkedIn's latest research. LinkedIn pulled data around both the hard and soft skills that companies are working diligently to fill right now, and cloud computing came in at number one. I always love data like this, Haley. Not that I'm comparing myself to anyone else or anything like that, but while we all may not be cloud computing experts, you may be surprised to find out what skills companies are looking for this year. And just a quick refresher, Hard skills are usually defined as specific teachable abilities that can be uh, defined and measured. You know, things like typing, writing, math, reading, etc. Exactly. And soft skills, on the other hand, derived from the right side of the brain, are less tangible and harder to quantify, such as communication skills, empathy, getting along with others, listening, and engaging in small talk. So without further ado, here are the skills. And Haley, let's just, I was thinking we just list them off and then we can go back and talk about a few. That sounds good. We shouldn't keep the listeners waiting. Cool. Sounds good. So here are 10 of the most in-demand hard skills of 2019. Number one, like we said, cloud computing, artificial intelligence, people management, though I do feel like that's a mix of both hard and soft, UX design, mobile app development, video production, data science, social media marketing, hey, animation, (laughs) digital marketing, and that is it. What do you think, Haley? I mean, I think that certainly reflects where we are today and what I see from company job openings. So that's quite cool. I'm super happy to see social media marketing and digital marketing in there, which is great news for all of our aspiring and established marketers listening to this show. I was also interested to see video production listed in there as well. I'd agree that finding a good video producer and creator is super tough these days. Yeah, absolutely agree. We actually went through the process recently and couldn't quite find anybody that was, you know, what we were looking for. And like we talked about in the last episode, video being super important nowadays. Um, But of course, let's not forget about the soft skills either, things that are less talked about. Yeah. So in the top five in-demand soft skills of this year are creativity, persuasion, collaboration, adaptability, and time management. What do you think about those, Brian? I... I like those five. I think that's good. Well, I mean, I guess I don't get to choose because those are the top five. <laughs> but I do agree with the fact that creativity was at the top of desirable soft skills. Businesses and brands everywhere obviously need people who can innovate and can see fresh ideas and solutions. So time management, uh, I think, is another important one there. Uh, as the world becomes more connected and remote work continues to rise, just like we are here at Buffer, time management and productivity skills are crucial for professionals. 100% agree. Well, we'd love to hear your top skills as well, everyone. Which ones do you like? Which ones were you surprised by? Take us on social using hashtag Buffer Podcast and uh, let us know and we'll retweet some of our favorites. All right, up next, let's talk about why we think YouTube is the next big thing in social media. Well, 
advertising in general. As you might know, advertising on YouTube is very different from running a PPC or paid social campaign. Right, which could be a positive or a negative depending on who you ask. Either way, there's no arguing that YouTube is a behemoth of a platform. Nearly 2 billion monthly users, 8 out of 10, 18 to 49-year-olds watch YouTube every month. And we've mentioned this before, but YouTube is the world's second largest search engine and third most visited website after Google and Facebook. Yet, for some reason, YouTube ads rarely seem to be talked about. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where businesses aren't quite sure how to approach YouTube ads and businesses seeing success with YouTube ads aren't sharing their secrets. Right. So if you're comparing to something like Google AdWords, keywords are relatively less expensive to target on YouTube than in traditional search. Views cost an average of six cents per click on YouTube compared to the average Google search cost per click, which is estimated to be between one and two dollars. That's quite a range. Right. And that's, you know, that is a range and it also points to the effectiveness of YouTube. But I think the bigger question is how YouTube ads perform versus Facebook ads, which most marketers are used to. And honestly, I had a lot of trouble finding data on just comparing the two. So going back to what you said about <laughs> keeping it a secret, but our friends over at Agora Pulse ran a pretty interesting study testing the two and found that not only did YouTube drive more traffic to their website, but that YouTube traffic converted 66% better than Facebook traffic. Exactly. And when comparing costs of video views, believe it or not, YouTube also came in lower than Facebook. While everyone seems to be flocking to Facebook advertising because of these crazy success stories you hear, many forget about YouTube and AdWords and all of the other advertising networks that have always gotten positive results. So obviously we could could and probably will dedicate an entire episode to YouTube advertising in the future. Now that I say it out loud, that's probably a good idea. But yeah. in the meantime, <laughs> a few quick things to know before you go. First is that there are lots of different YouTube ads that you can run, giving you some flexibility like video true view ads, in-stream ads, discovery ads, and bumpers as they call them on YouTube. Yep. And second thing in there is that there are a ton of targeting options available, just like within Facebook. You can target folks based off of options like gender, age, and parental status. You can also target by their interests, such as beauty mavens, cooking enthusiasts, comedy movie fans, etc. And lastly, if you want to learn all about YouTube marketing and how we grew our own channel here at Buffer by 59% in 30 days, go check out episode 95 because we do a deep dive into that. Beauty mavens. I love it. <laughs> One of the biggest questions on all marketers' minds in 2019 is how do we get more engagement for our brand on social media? And how do we do that on big but competitive platforms like Facebook? I know we continue to wonder that here at Buffer Brian, and though there's probably no silver bullet to success, there are some things to know if you want to increase your chances. Remember that BuzzSumo study we chatted about last week in episode 128? Well, there's more to that study. Yes, there is. There are more technical aspects of our findings, starting with the fact that, and we mentioned this last week, Haley, but it's worth mentioning again, video posts get at least 59% more engagement than any other types of posts on Facebook. And although photos are widely accepted by marketers to be one of the most successful post types, video outperformed even photos by 73%. 
Wow. We also have some brand new stats for you as well. When it comes to timing, posts published between 9 p.m. and 11 p.m. Eastern seem to perform best. So try saving some of your best content for those hours and see how they perform against other hours of the day. Your audience may be different, so be sure to consider their daily routines and cater to the times when they might be surfing their social feeds. And speaking of daily routines, according to the data, Saturday and Sunday are the best days to post for Facebook engagement. Many businesses take the weekends off and therefore may not be using Buffer and not scheduling the posts. <laughs> so only choosing to post Monday through Friday, which of course uh, is shown to be a mistake. And we've actually definitely found this at Buffer on our own Facebook page as well. Saturdays and Sundays always seem to perform better than during the weekdays. Yeah, and people might be wondering about caption length as well. And if you want the best chance of engagement, keep your Facebook posts no longer than 50 characters. Characters, not words, so it is very short. But I think this makes sense. Facebook consumption is extremely passive and attention spans are short. You need to be able to grab people's attention quickly and effectively if you wanna be noticed. Shorter the better. Cool, so we've covered some of the basics, but since video is by far the number one way to engage your audience on social media, let's talk some specifics, shall we? The first one, and I don't know why, but this one was super surprising to me. The data showed that the optimal length of a Facebook video is now between three and five minutes. Wow, that is a very different story from some of the stats that we found last year. Very just much to get, so. Yeah, and just to get specific here, the most effective videos were between three minutes and three minutes and 20 seconds. However, looking at the data, videos between 20 seconds and two minutes are still super effective. So I have a feeling that there were a few larger pages skewing the results there. Yeah, I agree. I think some of the larger pages were posting, like Jay Sh Shetty, I think, I think his name is. He was one of the biggest pages in 2018. He had very long videos, so it was probably skewing the mm. results a little bit. But no matter how you look at it, video does work 20 seconds, three minutes, you name it. Uh, in terms of topics that worked best, no surprise here. Food, fashion, these are like the, all the standard topics. Food, fashion, <laughs> animals, beauty, DIY, humor, gaming, and tech. Tech topped the charts, which leaves the table pretty much wide open for brands creating video in 2019. Agreed. No matter what kind of brand you are or product you sell, video can absolutely be the focal point in your marketing strategy. And last but not least, one of my favorite parts of the study talked about why people share online. According to a study from the New York Times, people share to delight others with valuable and entertaining content, to identify and present ourselves to others, and to foster relationships. Yep. The Times also mentioned that people share for self-fulfillment and for spreading the word about issues, products, and brands. And we talked about this in episode 128, as we've been mentioning a lot, but essentially people are using social media to reflect who they are, or at least who they want people to think they are. So that seems intuitive, but I think sometimes we as brands, uh, we share content that we ourselves like, not necessarily what our audience likes and resonates with. So I don't know if that makes any sense at all, but sort of putting yeah. it in your audience's hands. I think that makes total sense. In other words, Think like your audience, not like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. To end the show, we have a fun new social media strategy to try. Shout out to Social Media Examiner for this one. Some of you may have heard about Instagram's latest close friends feature. Well, a few savvy brands have started to use that new feature to their advantage. The close friends feature allows you to share Instagram stories with only a select group of people from those that you follow. 
I love this hack. I don't know why I'm like, can't wait to use it. Um, so to set up your close friends list from your profile settings, go to your profile on Instagram and tap the, you know, the three line hamburger button in the top right corner from the menu. You can select close friends. The close friends list will open, providing you with a recommended, uh, I guess, set of users to add, or you can add anybody you want. Um, and you can also search the field to find specific users to add to the list. So simply tap the green add button to move that user to your close friends list. If you don't have anyone on there like me, Instagram tells you that you have zero close friends, but don't take that personally. <laughs> Just go through yes. the steps. And then once you have your close friends list set up, you are good to go. Now, as you are probably already thinking at this point, brands can get super creative with their close friends list. You can add top customers or influencers to the list, or maybe use it as a contest tool where people who enter are added to the list and provided exclusive content. So many different and fun ways to use this feature. That's so fun. I mean, how cool would it be to get exclusive behind the scenes content from your favorite brands? I also love the idea that what you just said, Haley, about influencers, I can see that being a great way to engage them in like exclusive, unique ways. So for now, this is as good as it gets in terms of segmentation with organic Instagram stories content. But hey, I think it's a great start and a sneak peek into what's to come at the future of Instagram. Thank you so much for tuning in to the science of social media today. The show notes for this episode are now available on the Buffer blog at blog.buffer.com with a complete transcript. And as always, if ever you want to get in touch with myself or Brian, we're always here for you on social media. Just use the hashtag Buffer podcast. And you can also send us an email anytime at hello at buffer.com. Next week, we're breaking down the six most powerful psychological biases and how they can help your social media marketing, an episode you won't want to miss. We've also got our big state of social media report later this month, as well as a ton of original research and insights coming your way. Stay tuned for all of that and more, and we'll talk to you next Monday, everyone. Mm-hmm.